0: Hello, welcome to Strange Love of Movies. My name is Olivia Martinez, and I'm here with my two co-hosts, Oscar and Emily Martinez. And today we're going to be discussing the 2019 psychological horror thriller, The Lighthouse. And this movie stars Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe, and it is directed by Robert Eggers, who is known for a few other horror movies.
1: Let's just get one thing straight. It is not a romantic comedy.
0: (laughs) That is true, but there is definitely chemistry between these two actors, because it would not work if there wasn't. I mean, I don't mean romantic chemistry, but there's there's something happening there between those two guys, because what they do in this movie is really brilliant.
1: It really is, yeah. It's, it's a very strange movie where it's filmed in black and white, and isn't it in a different format than most movies?
0: Yeah, it's a very square, one nineteen one aspect ratio. Okay, guys, I don't just know that. I looked it up. I actually researched something for once, but yeah, it's a very square, and I think that's on purpose because they want it to be that claustrophobic feeling because in this movie they're stuck in a lighthouse and it is, it's a claustrophobic film.
2: It really is. And the whole film is basically just two actors. And you can imagine being marooned basically in a lighthouse for months on end with one other person that you barely know and how crazy it would make even the most sane person. But you get the idea that both of these guys have some, have some issues going into this situation. They
0: have some emotional baggage. And I think that that was one of our complaints about the movie because we like more character building than this usually. Because in this, you really don't know why our Pat and Willem Dafoe are so crazy. But... I think it was pretty brilliant how they did it, because you can definitely tell something really traumatizing and traumatic happened, but they don't have to explain the entire thing to you.
2: And it's not really a horror film in a traditional Mm -hmm. sense. I mean, there's not a lot of blood and gore. There's some, but not a lot. But I think that the horror comes in, you're trying to get inside the mind of really this, especially the Robert Pattinson character, a very disturbed individual, and you're trapped what you feel like you as a viewer trapped in his mind and in his life and it's pretty scary
1: it's very ominous from the beginning because it starts with them landing on this island where there's a lighthouse and they're the only two people and it's again black and white very foreboding very rocky very craggy very a lot of seaweed a lot of seagulls and instead of it being more something that it's it's outdoors and it's supposed to be liberating. It's the opposite, which is really weird because it's just so... I'm putting my hands together to make it seem like it's very claustrophobic. It's very insular. It's like they're, they're just trapped in their own environment and there's no getting off that island. Literally, there's no way to get off that island.
0: It's a very contained film, and every single shot of this movie could be a photograph that you see in a magazine. It is so beautifully done and beautifully shot. The camera angles are amazing, and... The fact that this was snubbed from Best Director is insane. Because, I mean, Best Picture, okay, we can... uh, It's kind of weird. It's it's too weird for Academy voters. But Best Director, I mean, this was beautifully done.
2: And the acting is, I think we've mentioned, is just really impressive i mean i think but obviously both actors robert pattinson is really developing a reputation as a good actor
0: yes mom you finally have
2: given him credit yes yes and willem defoe has long been credited as being a really impressive actor
0: he needs his oscar it's been way too long for him and people thought he was going to get it for lighthouse and he didn't even get nominated which is frustrating the only nomination this movie did get was Best Cinematography, which it definitely also deserved, and of course it didn't win, but I'm glad it got some sort of recognition.
1: Yes, and if you're familiar with ancient text and ancient Mariner poems... I'm sure there's a lot of
0: strange Loves audiences... Uh,
1: especially the guy in Germany. Uh, it's something that you will really... Um, there's so many quotations here that went straight above our heads, but I would imagine they're based on elements of mythology and Coleridge and people like that, these ancient, these old poets. Their curses laid upon each other and things like that and the most, the language is fascinating, the way, especially the way Willem Dafoe uses it. And definitely watch it with the subtitles because otherwise you will not understand it.
0: Thank gosh for subtitles. I mean, we were considering seeing this movie in the theaters last year, and I'm kind of glad we did not, because we wouldn't have been able to understand a word. And the dialogue is very interesting, and obviously it develops the character, even though there is not much dialogue.
2: The characters themselves are very mysterious. You figure that each of them had some sort of trauma that turned them into the men they are today, wanting to basically avoid society, and they're kind of ranting and raving at various points. The Robert Pattinson character, I wonder if, considering the setting, I wonder if it was, he was kind of inspired by Herman Melville, who wrote Moby Dick and who was a sailor for a while before he wrote Moby Dick, was an educated person. I think you get the sense that Robert Pattinson's character had a much different life when he was younger. Mm
0: -hmm. And he was maybe running away from that or running away from something. Arpat's sweater in this movie is very nice. That's a very, that's a side note, but that fisherman's sweater looks pretty good. Mom and I are big fans of sweaters. Anyway, on a more somber note, they're very lonely men. And at one point there's that mermaid. She's the only other person in the movie, besides that weird old man. At that one point.
2: Yeah, she's the female, and she's just, obviously, she's a mermaid, so she's a fantasy. Mm -hmm. And just to let you know, this is not the kind of movie that you want to let young kids see. has some pretty graphic scenes that, not only of horror, but of a sexual nature. Yeah, it's
1: it's interesting you say (laughs) that about The Mermaid, and and that tells you it's fantasy. Here's the thing, you're not quite sure what's fantasy and what's reality, Mm -hmm. because... Uh, Some of the things you think just happened didn't really happen or they happened in somebody's head and other parts it's really unclear, and you think somebody's a good guy until he's the bad guy. That doesn't make the other guy the good guy or the bad guy. There are no winners in this one, that's for sure. And
0: early on, Mom, you literally thought that Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe were the same person, and it was just like Willem Dafoe was a figment of our Pats. Or right. Whatever.
2: It's that kind of movie that kind of makes you, keeps you guessing as to, not so much what's going to happen, as to what is happening. And you kind of come up with your own theory of, now, is this, why is this person doing this right now and and what does it mean about what he did in the last scene and i really did think perhaps that robert pattinson character was yes was seeing himself as an old man Mm -hmm. and the william defoe character i don't think that's what it was I i want to go back and read some more about the movie and about the different thoughts on it but i think they were two different men but i'm just not sure
1: and some of the dialogue between the two main characters, the only characters, is, is nothing short of amazing. The acting is is incredible. Whether it's ad-libbed, probably not. It's even more impressive as these lines are things from a book that they or a script that they had to memorize, because it all seems very natural to people on the edge of insanity. And that's even before they start drinking. Remember when they had that big storm? Oh, and oh they, yeah. there's no way they can get off that island. And the storm lasts for days and days. I think weeks. It's weeks. Maybe months. Yeah. That's you, something interesting. You, yeah, are You're out of time, yes. aren't you? The, the, the time is, the element is lost. And there are no, I don't remember seeing a single clock. Oh, there is a clock they show. I wonder how it ran because it had no electricity, no batteries. You kept
0: mentioning that. And we were like, I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> is it steam powered? Who knows? <gasps> Did the monkey do it? Um, but no, really what, what it was though is the food spoiled. Remember all the cod or whatever they had. And so they're digging up this big case, and remember what they dig up? A bunch of
0: alcohol, Yeah, a bunch
1: of bottles of whiskey.
0: And then what do they do when they run out of whiskey? What
1: do they do when they run out of whiskey?
2: Oh, they make liquor out of turpentine and honey. Yummy concoction. And then...
1: That's desperation. And then they run out of honey, and they drink straight turpentine.
0: (laughs) That's literally like gasoline or... Oh, yeah, that would kill you. But these guys' livers are so strong and just disgusting that I guess they could take it.
1: If you had to describe a plot, it's essentially Willem Defoe is the lightkeeper. Robert Pattinson is his assistant. But um, they're
0: not. It's not supposed to be like that. It's and not. And that's what frustrates Arpat because right. they're supposed to be equals. But since Willem Defoe's is older and he's obsessed with keeping the light, yeah. he won't let Arpat up there. And
1: yeah, and he's obsessed with getting to the light. Arpat is, yeah. And that's why the myth of Prometheus comes into play. Prometheus is a titan who stole fire for man from the gods and was punished. If you care to see what his punishment was, if you know what his punishment was, just remember that as you're watching this Mm -hmm. because there's an equivalent there. And so that's why getting into these mythic tones of some of the language is so old English and so proper. And it's hard to reconcile that with some of the violence you're seeing. It's a very violent film, too, when it takes all these turns. And it's one of these movies, yeah, I hope to never see it again. I
2: know, I'm glad I saw it, but once is enough.
0: I mean, I may go back to it at some point just to study some of the shots and stuff. But yeah, I can't imagine. I mean, I think some people really do love and enjoy this movie, but I only enjoyed it from an aesthetic purpose. Like, the story was not very...
2: Well, I mean, the characters were interesting. They were, Because you didn't understand them. They were mysterious and they kept you thinking. But yeah, they were so disturbed and disturbing that it was hard to watch.
1: Yeah, and you mentioned it earlier, M, that you really felt like you were there on that island, and not with a film crew either, just with those two, just watching them. And you want to get off. Yeah, you want to get off as quickly island. as possible, and, and it's impossible. There's no way to get off that island. There are all these rocks around it, and, and they have a small boat that's, that isn't going to work. So
0: Now, question. Do you guys think that they would have been happier if they had a dog with them? Oh, yes, actually. A dog probably would have done him a lot of good. Brought them some joy, or something really gory could have happened, so I'm glad there was no dog.
1: I think they're actually working on the sequel. It's called The Dog House.
0: Okay, yeah, sure. Robert Pattinson really has come a long way from Twilight, because we remember seeing him as this scrawny and pale vampire boy, and now he is a scrawny and pale, messed-up sailor boy. But he really is a good actor, and I think that... We were talking about this. It's really cool with actors like that who start as kind of these teen heartthrobs and stuff. Because he's set for life. He can make any project he wants. He can probably produce anything he wants because of Twilight. So I really respect him for choosing these avant-garde films. I don't think that they would get the buzz that they do without him or without big names. And
1: he was in Harry Potter, too. One of the Harry Potters, Harry right?
0: Potter. Yeah, he was. That's and pretty amazing. Up, The Harry Potter kids are also set for life. And Daniel Radcliffe has made some crazy films that we should probably get into at some point.
1: Ooh, The Woman in Black. But that's a good point about Pattinson because in Tenet, he was one of the best parts of Tenet. And, And he did a really good job in that. And this one required a lot emotionally, right? I can't imagine. Can you imagine going home every day after that? They probably kept them on that island. <laughs> what home? You know, they, couldn't, they couldn't leave the island until they finished the movie.
0: Something super weird about this movie for some reason, they constructed a lighthouse. A24 produced this, and I don't know what they were thinking for that. I mean, I feel like they could have found a few deserted lighthouses around.
2: There, Yeah, just all around New England and the southeast coast, there are many lighthouses. Yeah, but they
0: constructed one, and so the movie cost $4 million, which is still not much at all, and it shouldn't be a lot, because this movie is beautiful, but there were only two characters and a very contained location, and it ended up making $18 million, which... Is expected. I mean, it made a lot more than it costs, so. It's funny because
2: a movie we reviewed recently was the Netflix Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Oh, yeah. And we commented on how that was a play turned into a movie. In a way, I can almost see this being a really effective play because it has very few different locations and it's really just two people talking. And um, so I, I I don't think this was based on a play. It wasn't, but it could have been one, yeah. Good point. And it is actually set, I think, in the Edgar Allan Poe era, sometime in the 19th century, either early 19th century
0: or later. All I know is I would not want to be living during that time because it seemed miserable. I'm surprised they didn't have any huge illnesses in this movie. It seems like. With all that coldness and the dampness of No, they had illness. But yeah, not, (laughs) not physical. I
1: remember at one point the hurricane breaks through the window, crashes the window. They're sleeping in two feet of water. Yeah. Oh, so gross.
0: Super miserable. Yeah. And the weird thing about this movie is like, there's some comedic aspects to it that they're trying to be funny, but, I mean, most of it's, like, crude comedy, which is just strange. I well, mean, it's
2: absurdity, sort of. Yeah. It's just such an absurd situation.
0: But, yeah, like, Willem Dafoe farts a lot and stuff, and I wouldn't want to be roommates with him. No. Rose,
1: Why did you have to say that?
0: <laughs> because it's true, and it's just a strange thing to add to the movie, but I, they do that on purpose to maybe lighten the mood, I guess. Or I maybe what just,
2: to, just to probably show how... It's just these two men and no other sort
0: of civilized society. They don't yeah. have to please anybody. Okay, that's more of a film critic view of it, and I'm guessing you're right, Mom.
1: And But in the next scene, they're dancing, and they've made up. Remember? They were dancing.
0: That's probably the best scene, everything involving them dancing. Because, I mean, I swear, 20 seconds earlier, they have each other in chokeholds and about to kill each other for... No reason. I think Robert Pattinson says he doesn't like Willem Dafoe's cooking or something, and that really makes him sad, remember? Yeah. And so, yeah, they're choking each other, and then they have some more to drink, and they're dancing around and having all this fun. That scene is crazy. I mean, that's a one-take or something, and it's like six minutes of pure chaos. I don't know how they memorized all those lines or what was happening, but oh, it was so good.
1: So The Lighthouse originally started as an Edgar Allan Poe tribute because that was the last story that Edgar Allan Poe wrote and he didn't get to finish it because he died. So the director and his brother wanted to write a version of it and it just wasn't working. So they ended up going in a completely different direction. So it makes me want to look up what it, what actually he wrote because it has those touches of, of Edgar Allan Poe, you know, really dark uh, and disturbed minds, you know, bearing into Insanity, You know, it's like you on the, on the face of it, they look like sailors and they look like seamen or whatever. But there's something underneath and it comes out gradually throughout the film. But it's dark. We mentioned it earlier. Yeah, don't let your kids watch this because they'll never be the same again.
0: <laughs> on that note, do you guys want to get to stars or do you have any other points?
1: Should we give it flippers because it has a nautical theme?
0: Okay, fine. We'll do five flippers. I would give this movie from... I mean, from a direction and acting and filmmaking standpoint, a five, it is beautiful. But from a personal enjoyment, I'd say 3.5 out of five. I don't need to come back to this film every day. But I do respect it a lot, a ton. I think I'd give it a
2: three. I did respect a lot about it, about the way it was made and about the acting. And I definitely think it showed you a side of humanity that you don't really see very often in movies. But, um, yeah, it's not the sort of film I enjoyed watching, and I do think it left a little bit too many holes and questions about why these characters were the way they were. Yeah.
1: I agree with you, Liv. I think the scenery and the acting and direction deserves a, a four or five even, but the story itself is probably a two, so it comes out to about split the difference, three and a half, three point five 3.5 flippers. <laughs> Not much you can do with half a flipper, but there you go. But the story itself was way too dark and darker than any lighthouse could illuminate on. There, I said it.
0: Whoa, that was beautifully said. Thank you. So, y'all have our flippers ratings. We didn't really spoil too much of this movie. So, if you haven't seen it already, I think it's on Amazon Prime. You can watch it there. Thank you guys for listening to this very dark episode of Strange Love of Movies. Follow us on Instagram at Strange Love of Movies Pod.
1: And if you happen to be in a lighthouse listening to this podcast, Let us know. Was it as much fun as it looked like in the movie?
0: (laughs) Bye guys.